Yo, 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 yo. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Corey Cash Podcast. Coming back live at y'all. You dig? You dig? You dig? You dig? I'm in a good mood right now. Not because no special shit. But um, I don't know. I'm just in a good mood. But I mentally got to prepare myself. Tomorrow is my um grandmother's funeral. I'm not mentally prepared to go to a funeral because I... Like, I just hate funerals, um, to be honest with you. But other than that, like, I feel like she's so, like, she should no longer suffer. And she don't no longer needs to be monitored and God got her and she's in a more peaceful place than what the world is in right now. And um, that's just how I feel personally. So I, I'm going to just get that off my chest. But then... Most importantly, we're going to get into, uh, um, I saw Black Panther on the 22nd, I want to say. It was incredible. It was incredible. And I feel like, um, most importantly, like, I feel like this is one of the superheroes. No, this is one of the DVD, the movies I feel like I have to have on DVD because it's so monumental and it's going to change the game because I think it hasn't been a black superhero in a long time that's been on screen and has been successful because uh, we got blaze spawn but they really kill they more on the evil side and i just think it was dope ryan kruger choosing to direct it and putting more intricate and in detail things in the movie itself because uh it was a lot of african culture that it was a whole bunch of things that he explained that we do as black people and we don't even in America it's labeled as being ghetto or you know what I'm saying being black but then in, in Africa is the culture and it's like stuff that we do as black people. Um one thing he said he when he visited Africa that it was a whole bunch of young kids hanging out in front of the the house or the village. Then when you go inside it's the older people and the women is cooking and they listening to music and everybody's dancing and having a good time. And that's something that we do as black people just automatically. And we've been like, white people been trying to take it from us, but it hasn't been taken. It's just in our culture to do certain things. Um, On top of that, uh, I like Michael B. Jordan be actually being a villain because I mostly see him play the... The good guy, like I never, I haven't seen Creed yet. Ryan, mind you, Ryan Kruger did um Fruitville, Creed. He directed Fruitville, Creed, and now he directed Black Panther. He said he's not doing Creed two because of the timing. Um, I don't know. It's just it was just monumental. It was, I seen like videos of black kids pointing at the posters like I'm this one and I'm this one and it was like when have you ever seen that in any superhero movie and that's big that's really like big for um black culture another thing I liked it is Killmonger the um the character that Michael B. Jordan played um his aspect on things him being um Americanized and wanting to come back to Africa and he heard it was it was beautiful Wakanda it was beautiful and him Going against like, oh, y'all only kept stuff for yourself. Y'all didn't give it to, y'all don't claim us. You feel me? Like, it's just so much knowledge that was dropped in the um whole. I'm my my fault for that. Let me put this on. Do not disturb. My phone just went off. It was just so much in the Africa culture 
that was installed in this movie and it was so deep. And if you want to, I want y'all to check out Ryan Kruger talking about what he did in the movie also. Because Ryan Kruger also did is, um, it's a fight scene in the movie. I want to explore anything if anybody didn't see it. It's a fight scene in the movie and each character is wearing a color that's on the American, I mean, African flag. Um, Black Panther has on black. Um, I forgot, I can't, I can't. I can't pronounce the name and I can't remember the name, so I, I bear with me. One female had um, green on, and the other female, Michonne, the lady that plays Michonne, she had I think red on. If I'm not, no, green, green, red, and black. So they had. It was a lot of. Um, he broke down a lot of things in the movie, like a, a lot of like signals in the movie that was African culture of her having not wanting to wear a wig. Her um, the character that Lady Michonne. Michonne from Walking Dead plays her um, being a warrior. And another thing is the women, it showed a lot of feminism. Like the women protect Wakanda. Wakanda is considered an African country, an African country that is was hit by a media of vibranium. Vibranium is like this expense or advanced technology. It can be used for mass, a lot of things. And they stealth their way into Africa where you can't enter there. You can't even see it. Because the vibranium, it causes advanced technology. So, it's, it's stealth. So, nobody really has access to vibranium. And going through Marvel history, Captain America shield is made out of vibranium. There's a whole bunch of things made out of it. I just don't want to get into detail. But I just like the aspects on what he did with the movie. And the direction of the movie. And everybody black going to see it multiple times. And there haven't been a time where I, this has happened. Get Out was had that, that type of stuff. But... This has a bigger impact. It's making more money than Get Out. It's just doing great, real great. So I want to shout out to Ryan Kruger. Shout out to all the actors, Michael, um, Michael B. Jordan, Chadwick Boseman, and et cetera, of that cast that did Black Panther. Um, the next thing I want to get into, um, I want to get into this Monique situation because I I didn't watch the interview, and I didn't watch the interview because. It was just like a, a lot of controversy, and it's like, what well, my my thing was like, what was gonna be the fucking solution for this shit? Like, so, re, um, shout out to um, who gonna check me podcast? That's Velvet, my homegirl Velvet. We she informed me about a lot of things that I didn't know, right? So, when Monique did Precious, it didn't have a big budget, right? And she, I, she aced Precious. You feel me? She played the mother in Precious. They wanted her to promote the movie. In other countries for free, out of her pocket, and she chose not to do it. Now I agree with her on that, but then I disagree with her on that because it's like I get it. You want some seniority. Tyler Perry and Oprah wanted, I think, it was Oprah wanted her to promote the movie. The movie did great, and I think she she got an Oscar for the movie. Now she didn't want to do it, and Monique has a history of being labeled as hard to work with. Like, her attitude is hard to work with. And you're trying to base the situation on with Netflix as a color and gender thing. And it's like, like like I, like I Velvet said, it's, it's more of a Monique thing. Because I do think the offer of 500000 was totally disrespectful. Um, Her being a legend, it should have been a million at least. But we in a what did you do now type of place so her not getting 
what she wanted. You know what I'm saying? Like her not getting what she wanted. That I mean, that that offer was disrespectful. But knowing that Netflix like really runs movies and shows and etc. right now, you it was no need for you to expose them. Of what they did to you. You either deny it and then you move on. But it's like what Monique does for us. Like everybody that's got that offer has did stuff for the community. And I don't think it's a gender thing. Because Dave Chappelle had a show that was a classic on fucking Comedy Central. Um, He took a hiatus and would increase his value and came back and got more money than what Comedy Central offered. And he still didn't talk down about Comedy Central. Because Comedy Central show Dave Chappelle reruns and they have to pay him. You feel me? Um, I didn't. I don't know all the details. Tiffany Haddish just signed a deal. And I knew t- Tiffany Haddish was going to get a deal because Tiffany Haddish is funny. She's active on social media. Monique is not. It's a Monique thing. This is not a gender and a black woman thing. And it's like, it's a couple of women that, go- I'm not saying it don't exist. It's a couple of women that do go through it. But this is a Monique thing. Like, to be honest with y'all, like, when she's in the fucking, so when she's, her name is ring, like, trending on social media, it's either negative. You tried to come at Oprah about it, and all they wanted you to do was to promote the mo- movie. Like, Whoopi Goldberg said, your job was to promote the movie. You didn't want to do it out of your pocket, but look what it would have did. It would have increased your fan base. It would have increased her fan base. It would have increased her exposure to the point that she could have went to Oprah, like, look, I have this type of following following and I want to do my own thing. I want to do my own show. I want to, you know what I'm saying? You could have you could have had so much power if you just promoted the movie. But I understand her not wanting to do it out of her budget. But I do think that she has a big budget and she can do it out of her pocket. But it wasn't it wasn't for just the movie. It was for you too. So I'm really I, I don't know. And then her going to the Breakfast Club and calling Charlemagne by his real name and calling Angela Yee out. She's going on a whole press run about her being discriminated upon her deal. And then Amy Schumer, if I'm not mistaken, was giving way more money to her. And she's a white female. Now, according to what I've been told, this 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 white comedian, this white female comedian has been selling out shows in touring. Monique, when has last time have you ever did a movie? I heard almost Christmas. I don't know when that shit came out. Monique is not active on social media. She's not active. The value, your value goes down when you're not active. You're not active. And I'm not saying you're not active for the black community. You're just not active as far as like transitioning into the social media times. Like even Erica Badu do stuff. You know what I mean? Some people have heard. Erica Badu's not a comedian, but she's active on social media. Tiffany Haddish is 40 years old. Monique got about like 10 years. She's active on social media. A lot of the older women from the 90s and the old comedian women from the 90s are not active on social media. And then on top of that, let's say they would have gave her more money. And let's be honest with each other here while y'all listening to this. Would we really watch Monique stand-up? Like, would we really watch a Monique stand-up? And let's be honest with ourselves. Like, who would watch that? And I'm not saying... And Monique was funny back in the days. She has Parkers. You know what I'm saying? It's like... But the one main thing you're known for is Precious. And you haven't did anything since. Nobody even wants to give you a movie deal because you're hard to work with. Okay. You want to um protect your value. Cool. But every time you're in the media, it's something negative. Like, do something positive. 
for the black women. You know what I'm saying? I like what you stand for now, but I just think the people that you coming at and how you told Charlemagne, he's like disrespectful to women and etc. And I and I see the Twitter thread of him joking upon women, and um in the Twitter thread. Um, but that is just it's just so much. I just feel like this is a Monique situation. It's not. Really, and you want us to boycott Netflix when Netflix got so much black shows, like shows. You feel me? And not only that, you telling people that pay for Netflix to stop using it, like to stop to do what? They already charged the person. The people got to get their money's worth. Do what? Don't order it the next time your your bill is due. Like what you really want us to do is no Netflix. Where's a Netflix building that so we can stand outside and um. Boycott it. Like, what are we really doing? We going in the street and boycotting Netflix? How do you boycott something that's not, like, really a company that's not really, like, physical? You feel me? I, everybody don't have a flight. See, this is not something that's worldwide. It's, it's not something that's global. Netflix is used, but I'm saying it's not something that... It's it's not an injustice type of situation for us to boycott. But we should send emails. We should... You know what I'm saying? And you then you came back with a, a counter offer... And they denied it. But Netflix being the future, why would you want to expose them? Because you're going to have to go back to them eventually. Y'all going to have to settle a deal and settle your differences in anyway. But that also, then her being on Breakfast Club and her um husband is on the phone and she's calling him daddy. That shit made me cringe. I was tired of that shit. That shit was annoying. You calling him daddy in a public area, like call him daddy behind closed doors. Do that when y'all want, do that behind closed doors. I didn't really want to hear it. It was cringy. You got to address him as daddy. He's a black man. He's your husband. Boo, bae, whatever. But I didn't really want to hear it. I just feel like it's a Monique situation. And it is situations where women are judged or treated different or mistreated in the industry, whether it's rap, actors, comedians. But this is not a situation where I feel like she was mistreated. It's what have you did now. And Monique, you haven't did anything now. No disrespect to your legacy. You're a legend without a doubt. I can never, t- nobody can take that from you. And you a legend and you feel like you want legend treatment. But most of the legends that's right now, Chris Rock, um, Marlon Wayans did you the stand up. They're putting in work. They active in movies. Like it's so much that they did. So that's that. Another situation I want to get into. Um, Takashi 6ix9ine. Like I've been watching Takashi 6ix9ine for almost some months now. I actually seen the nigga in BBQs when I went to go see Deadpool. After I seen Deadpool, I went to BBQs on 42nd Street and I seen him in there. Um, he's creating this 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 beef between East Coast and West Coast, and it's like it's annoying, bro. It, it, and and the thing is, I was like, yo, how old is this nigga, right? And I end up searching, and he's 21, and I understand how he moved. But this is going you playing with gang shit. You're not just being a solo doja and you not you claiming gang shit and this, this shit could end up real bad for somebody or someone you feel me and this is one of the situations where I feel like he didn't play like that I feel like I wish he didn't play like that and you created it to where it ain't gonna be on no Biggie and Pac shit but it's gonna create it to where West Coast niggas is just not gonna like East Coast niggas but I like the fact that the whole New York is like yo that's just him that ain't us that, like that's just him and when I see academics like FaceTime you, you a humble nigga. 
you a real humble nigga, but you just creating a whole different type of beef. And it's like the type of you just said you was gonna get rid of negativity, but you continue to contribute to it. You know what I'm saying? And I learned this one quote from Oprah. She recently said she was like, "I am the light to all darkness." Like, I feel like even in a tunnel, she was like, "I I can't go verbatim," but she was like, "Even in a tunnel, if it's a little bit of light, it outweighs it. It shines the whole tunnel." Even if it's a little bit of light, darkness never take over light, and I am the light. That's why I don't respond back to negativity because I'm contributing to the darkness. And you and she was, I guess she was referring to the Monique situation. I'm Monique calling her out about, and I feel like Takashi, you 21, you you got a lot of growing up to do. Like everybody, every male at um 21, um, you got into a situation when you um, caught a rape case. Um, I saw your statement, niggas was posting your statement all online. Not calling you since I'm not into that, all that street shit. So I saw your statement. It was a 13-year-old girl that y'all, you know how young, you know how when you young, you got the fast girls, but the girl that lied about her age, and she come over and niggas run the train on. That's the type of situation Takashi was in. Turned out the girl was 13. Now, he said he got to that situation when he was like 17 or 18 or something like that. I feel like physically, girls that's 13 look 13. That's just my take on it. You know what I'm saying? No, but as a male, you should always watch what you what you stick your dick in. You say you didn't hit, she said you hit, and the case is reopening and they trying to get you. And then on top of that, you're not making it no better because they're watching everything you do. And they're going to use all of this against you. They're going to call you a menace because every time you come around, it's a situation. Every day, Takashi is trending or maybe his academic page. I don't follow academics because I fucking think he a lame and... The niggas corny to me. You, your life, academics, is based on what a rapper do. If rappers just don't do nothing or don't post for a day, you have no life. Because you cannot get hype. Social media controls your emotions for the day. And that's what people got to understand. You can't wake up and get on social media and, all right, so since this person did it, it's going to be lit, lit today. And that's what one type of nigga academics is. And I feel like he, he dick sucking. He do a lot of dick sucking. And I don't condone the dick sucking he do. You know what I'm saying? That He just do a lot of dick sucking. And you sit there and you follow these rappers. You never promote positivity on your page. And I get it. You you about your chicken and you want to get... You, you still lame the niggas. You feel me? And academics, you need to just stop. Like, just cut it out. You blowing minds. I don't follow you. You 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 more worse than the shade room, my nigga. You worse than the shade room, my nigga. I'm keeping it true with you. But um, other than that, speaking on those two situations, oh, I'm fixing my mic. Speaking on those two two situations, um, um, I don't know what else to say. Like to be honest with you, I spoke on that situation. Um, oh, the safari situation. Now, the safari situation is funny to me because if somebody had a post up, let me see if I can find this shit. The safari situation. I mean, Takari. Safari situation is funny to me because your news leak and all of a sudden you got a Breakfast Club interview. You got a new single coming out. And you saying you didn't leak it. You feel me? You saying you as a man didn't leak it. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I feel like you sent it to somebody and they leaked it. You wanted it to happen. And now your shit is... And it was quite impressive to the females, right? The pre-females find it oppressive if you was trending, you feel me? And now your song is number one on the Apple charts. But you knew what you was doing. It was great marketing, bro. It was great marketing. 
And 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 somebody stated it's a double standard because Black China gets caught, I mean, gets exposed for giving head, and the head is trash. Then everybody bashes her. She's a fucking hoe, etc. And but Safari leaks his nudes and he's talking about, yeah, I got nieces and stuff like that. And he gets praised for it. And everybody's going, oh, because Black Turner shit was trash. But it's the same thing. It's kind of the same thing. I just think if you, if Safari doesn't admit that it's, it's a, it was a business move, a marketing move, it's corny, bro. Because we all could clearly see it. It's not something that needs to be hidden. It's like we all could clearly see it, bro. You had a fucking interview right after. And your single comes out right after. Your video about to come out. Like, it's just so much to it. And it's like, how how is not? How is not? How is not a marketing tool for you? Then, um, on top of that, I was listening to the Casey show. The Casey show is uh, DJ Envy and his wife. And I got to finish listening to it. Safari's in their house and he's on their podcast. I don't think for so. I think Safari is uh, corny when trying to be funny. But he's being himself, and that's one thing I always respect Safari for because he he's himself. He I don't consider him lame, like you feel me? He's just a corny type of funny. Um, and he was talking about his relationship with Nicki Minaj and how that he received verbal and physical abuse abuse from her after being with her for so long when she became a superstar. And I could see that happening. I could see that having DJ Envy say, "You what? You, what she say? Go get my." He was like, "She. He used to tell. She used to tell him, go get my bag, you bitch ass nigga." And 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 DJ Envy said his wife said that to him before, and it's like, as I look at it, it makes sense. He was like, "That's why he had to go to the gym," and I think that's why Safari acts the way that he do because he has a lot of self confidence now. He said that's why he hit the gym. He had to find something to be confident about. And that's why you see Safari going to the gym and stuff like that. And I don't think Safari do it as a show off. I don't think Safari is a, sh- a show off. I think that he's just broke out of the, the, the him and Nicki Minaj broke up for like, I don't know, I, I guess five years now. Cause she went out with Meek Mills, Day and Nas and shit like that. So I think Safari and her was broken for quite some time. So five years, you're going to take the time out to be the best man you could be or to be the best person you could be. You feel me? So I don't blame Safari for the things he's been doing. But don't say you didn't leak them news for a not. Like, you didn't do it for marketing. Come on, my nigga. We all could see, brother. But I don't know. I'm going to finish with listening to that podcast itself. Um, I think I addressed... The yo, you know who I want to speak on actually? I actually want to speak on Amarosa, if that's how you pronounce her name. She actually worked in the White House with Trump. Um, I want to speak on her quite a bit because she was on the reality to- show for um Donald Trump, right? And she ended up winning the reality show and ended up becoming his apprentice or his assistant, right? And then she ended up working in the White House and recently she re- got fired or something like that. And I just was thinking, like. As a black woman in America, why would you want to take that type of job? Like, that is so, like, scary to take that type of job knowing that the system is not set up for us. Knowing that they don't want the secrets that you hear 
to 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 be spoke about. Like they will come find you when you leak those secrets. And knowing that for the rest of your life, after you get out the White House from being fired, they're going to be following you and making sure you're not talking to nobody that you don't need to be talking to. So I don't know if you did it because it was in your heart to serve the country and do what's best for the country. I don't know why you did it, but I just think it was a crazy, I can't, a dumb move. Like, I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take it if it offered me the money, the type of money. I don't need, I don't want to know those things, right? I don't, I could only imagine how you was mistreated in that White House. I can only imagine all the allegations that Donald Trump got and you supporting him, even if like he has 18 allegations of rape, older women, younger girls saying that he forcibly kissed them, etc. And you have to be as a woman, you have to be around him and and, and support it, not su- support what he doing, but not looking at him different as a man. And it's like you put yourself in a crazy ass predicament, bro. Crazy ass predicament. And we know we, at one point in time, you're going to open your mouth and we know what's going to happen from there. You're either going to have cancer, AIDS, or you're dying of something. That's what they're going to label you as. They're going to haunt you for the rest of your life. And that's some scary shit to even want to put your dip your hands into. I don't know what possessed you to do it, but you got to make wise decisions when, you come, when it comes to that type of white corporate and all type of shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um... That that's one thing I want to get into. Now I'm gonna start doing a segment on my podcast when I talk about music, and I'm gonna do like whatever album came out. So I want to shout out Nipsey Hussle album. That shit is hard. I enjoy all the tracks, and I feel like Nipsey Hussle dropped jewels on a lot of his tracks. And I feel like he don't. I feel like he gonna remain underrated. And um. We don't. We need to support him more, cause he's an independent artist, and he believes in and people being independent and starting their own business. He put his own closest friends and family in power. He got his own shop up in uh, Crenshaw. Like his first, his other album, Crenshaw, that he he sold for a hundred dollars, and people was purchasing it. Wendy Williams was putting it out there. Jay Z bought some. We need to support that brother Nipsey Hussle's a lot more. Dead ass. Um, who else? Um, I finally listened to the Black Panther album. Oh my god, the sound on the Black Panther album is fire! Like, I it's incredible, bro. And it is incredible, and it pertains to the Black Panther movie. Is I I listen. It's a little bit. It's not too much Kendrick. It's a lot of Kendrick. Um, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what other album came out this week because I really don't listen to niggas' albums like that. Like niggas that I don't fuck with, but I give niggas try. I've been listening to Nipsey Hussle for quite some time. Of course, Kendrick. Um, shit. What else we could talk about? It's it's, it's just mad random shit just going on. Um, recently they want to give the teachers in Florida guns, and it's like, what are y'all doing? Why do y'all want to give teachers guns? Y'all realize teachers are human beings, and I feel like you have to. I feel like. Teachers should get when this law passes, and if it's true, and if it passes, they should get reevaluated for a, a psych check, like some type of psychology check, to find out that like they don't have hatred towards students. You want to study their childhood, they teachers, but you still you still want to do some type of check and reevaluation because you don't know what they what happens when teachers start stu- shooting students. You feel me? How many situations that have we seen that teachers put their hands on students? I done been in, 
when I was in high school, I had a, a assistant principal that used to tell niggas get in the you you want to fight to take it to the bathroom. That was some man shit, but it's it's people worse than that. So y'all gotta reevaluate and 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 check these teachers too. If y'all gonna give them guns, I like this shit is ridiculous. Why you want to give teachers guns? You want to give teachers guns to shoot up the person that's you want to give an unexperienced person a gun to shoot at somebody that's planning to shoot up the school. Like how what how are we solving the issue right now? How are we solving the issue right now? Maybe the students need to do a, a psych check too, a reevaluation check because. I grew up in New York. We had metal detectors and niggas was getting guns through the metal detectors. Niggas was bringing knives to school. But nobody got shot or stabbed. So, it's not our community. It's the white people community that's doing this shit. They suffer from a lot of mental issues that's totally different from, from us. It's a lot of parenting issues. And they take it out in anger and want to kill innocent people. So, when y'all label black people as monsters, who really the fucking monsters in this picture? Because I, we... And I, and don't get me wrong, black people shoot each other, but it's a reason. They don't never go and go shoot innocent bystanders. When innocent bystander gets killed, when it's a black on black crime, the person that you have an unexperienced black man that's shooting at somebody that's unexperienced, they dug in and they hit somebody that they're not supposed to hit. White white student, I'm not I'm not condoning any type of shooting. Let's get that out the way. White kids, they go and shoot the whole school of the innocent people that ain't got shit to do anything. So therefore. It is a problem with white kids, white people. And it's so crazy because when you look at shit, I started to look at shit. And shout out to Big Pip for this. And I hope he listens to my podcast. Big Pip said, how come when a black man decides to do a shooting, they don't never do the history of the child? You feel me? They never do the history of the child. Like, when a white kid shoots up a school, they be like, oh, his parents wasn't there. For him, for that dude, for example, they was like, his parents wasn't there, his dad wasn't there, whatever the case may be. They use all that as a as a reason on why he shot the school up, right? But then when a black kid do it, he's a monster. He's labeled, and it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up on how y'all do that. Y'all check the history, the parent history of the white kid, but never check the, the parent history of the black kid. And y'all know most of our fathers is dead, on drugs, or in jail. So why would you not think that that would cause anger? And it's the shit I be talking about. And another thing I thought about. Like, all right. As a whole, black people was enslaved, right? We were whooped, physically punished. But when you look at things like from a brighter part of the spectrum. White people, I mean, black people still let white people in their house. They still let black people. I mean, they still let Spanish people in their house. They still let all type of races come in their house. It's crazy how we received the beating, but we are so warm-hearted and open arms when it comes to other races. But some of my Spanish friends' grandparents that's from Puerto Rico and Dio, they do not like black people. My grandmother, my aunt has a a white husband. And he's been he's been in my grandma's house for 30 years, 20 years. They live down, they have a um, two-family house. My grandfather was racist. He didn't like him. But my grandfather was illiterate and ignorant. And I'm not saying to... to, to, to he grew... I, I'm not can't even call my grandfather ignorant because he was living in that time where racism was real. So I'm not even going to... I take that back, granddaddy. But black people are so open on 
to white to other races being in their household but we cannot how the fuck can we receive the punishment we should have hatred towards all the other race well, well, towards white people but we more open armed than any other race bro any other race yeah that, that shit is so crazy that black people can endure and take so much and still come like yo give me a hug even through the anger, give me a hug, man. Still love you. But we label the animals, though. And I know this is going to, like, really spark a, a thought in a lot of people's head. Now, I never thought about that. Like, bro, my mother would let anybody in the house. And I, it's, it's certain people I couldn't go to their house. They was Indian. I couldn't go to their house. But they could come to my house and there's nothing. It was Spanish people. When we grew up with... Black and Spanish people grew up with each other. And still, some of these people, you can't go to their house. You get looked at funny. You feel me? And I want th I want this to spark a thought in your head. And I want y'all to really, really think about this in deep thought. Because that shit is crazy. But I'm ending this podcast. Um... Follow me on social media. I need all reactions to my podcast, whether it's Snapchat, Instagram, or Facebook. Um, add me on Facebook. It's Corey Cash. Follow me on um, IG, Corey Cash, C-O-R-Y-C-A-S-H, Corey Cash. Um, Twitter is the same thing, C-O-R-Y-C-A-S-H on Twitter. Um, shout out to the viewers that's viewing this, my um, YouTube live. Because I'm doing my podcast on YouTube Live now. So anybody that don't want to catch it later, they can catch it now. People got time. People forget. Um, Follow me and you, don't, you already know, man. Corby Cash and I'm out of here, baby. Holla at y'all.